everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast about magic and the gathering. My name is Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined, as always, by the mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh. Caroline, what's up, fam? What's up? Dude, I, am, I forgot what you look like. I know. It's kind of crazy. This is what happens when, you know, holiday season comes around, lots of other things are going on. I kind of had another project run off that took into a, a show, you know. Yeah, whatever. I ran off into a show that took up basically a month and a half of my time. It was called A Very Die Hard Christmas. It was exactly what you expect it to be. <laughs> we recreated Die Hard with like a group of 12 people on a small stage with nothing but pool noodles and Nerf guns and water balloons. And yes, it's exactly as you thought it would be. Were you acting in the show? I was. This was actually my first time back on stage in like four years. Oh, is there like a video of this? I want to see it. It is actually live streaming as we speak. You can watch the live stream of the show at any time. All you have to do is go to the theater, which I performed it at, at bluebarn.org. It's the Blue Barn Theater. And you too can get a pay what you can live stream of a very diehard Christmas. It is, it is... It, it is it is exactly as ridiculous as you would expect it to be. It is perhaps life-changing, heartwarming. It's a lot of different things. Most likely of all of them, it's over, uh, <laughs> which I loved every part of it, and it was fantastic. But it's so nice to sit here and see a familiar face and hear a familiar voice and get to talking about magic again because so much feels like it's happened, yet so much it hasn't. I don't know. It's been a while. What, what has gone on? Where am I? What is happening, Caroline? Well, so it's 2021 now. Okay, Okay, the pandemic's just going on a little longer than we thought. Gotcha. I know, I know we last hung out, like, I assume in 2020, right? I th- I think that was the last time that I think yeah. we all hung out. So it's yes, just, right. just a smidgen longer than we thought. Okay. But, you know, whatever. Um, I think there's now, like, 15 different ways to play Magic. I love it. Um, There was probably only one when you were last checking in. Yeah. Surely there's one that's like an all digital version that maybe is like super. Yeah, it's like got like a like a magical name. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, something where maybe you could generate and make your own wild cards out of other things like alchemy. Is that I bet it's gone fantastic so far. It's more that the wild cards will just change because your cards are going to change on a pretty regular basis. Oh, (laughs) They're just going to (laughs) poof magically appear into different cards. So it's it's sporadic alchemy, sporadic alchemy. I love every part of that. That's great. Let's just jump right into it. That feels fantastic. Um, Pink is the new color of magic. Oh, it's the sixth color. Well, I have no idea, but I've been watching the Neon Dynasty spoilers, and all I know is that there's a lot of pink. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, pink and and also purple. Like, everyone always jokes. It's like, it's just only a matter of time before they reveal purple mana. And you know what? Maybe this is that moment. Who knows? This is, I, I hope it's pink, though, not purple. All of the preview things that I've seen for Neon Dynasty are just beautiful, but mostly because they all involve this like very neon color pink. (laughs) I love that as well. I have like a side note of just being like whatever the Magic Arena board for Neon Dynasty is, I hope they just lean into what that teaser trailer song was. Like it's just super, it's just super techno punk as opposed to everything else, which is just a lot of like strings and orchestrations. Like, no, give me some EDM on this one specific board. That's all I need. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, the VML season, the main season, the, it's not Swiss. I don't know what to call it. The round robin part of the tournament is over. Yes. Um, and we have playoffs starting in the new year. Exciting. In 2020 year, 2022. 2020, insert year, 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you say 2022, are you saying 2022 or are you saying 2020 T-O-O? Like, oh, it's, it's it's yeah. We're going back to 2020. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Boy, I don't, that's, yeah. that's ambitious and kind of risky, but sure, I'll go along with it. Oh, no, we've been in 2020 already. It was 2020 last year. Oh, it's 2020 this year. Sweet it's Jesus. also 2020 next year. <laughs> well, besides going back and drink, into drink ground, that beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go and take a sip right now and just go, it's fine. We're going to be fine. It's going to be great. As long as we still have some magic to play and friends to hang out with. That's what Friends of Magic is all about. Speaking of which, how has your week slash month <laughs> slash several weeks slash year, you know, slight marathon uh, in magic? How has that been? Uh, honestly, like, I'll just say good because, like, I literally can't remember. Um, I think I did some things and stuff. I don't really know. Um, I will tell you, one, I've been enjoying this decathlon thing that's on Arena. Yeah. So every couple of days are like these new events. And if you do well, you get little tokens and kind of collect them all and go from there. Pretty cool. Um, but unrelated to magic, uh, I found this piece of jewelry on the ground. I picked it up. Fab. Oh, that's fantastic. What does it look like? Uh, it looks like an engagement ring. Oh, fantastic. Is it on the actual like finger that you put engagement rings on? Yeah. Holy crap. Did Did Sam make it? Uh, he, we, we, I picked it out, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> Sam gave it to me. So what you're saying is that he basically opened a seated booster that had a ring in it. <laughs> yes. It's the equivalent he, of that. He followed the instructions that said, buy this one. There's <laughs> 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 post-it notes all over the house. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thanks. Gonna have a nice little magic engagement over there. It's, it, it you could say that this engagement's been magical. <laughs> you could. I'm gonna roll away now. So, so wait, you can't go anywhere. There's literally I'm, no one else. It's far just, away. You're it's just you and me, Rasky. Don't it. leave me. Every bad Don't. joke I get, I get farther and farther away from the microphone, and I'm back. Don't leave me. Fun. There's no one else here. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, have you seen Nicole and have you seen Nicole and Nick? No, I just got this note to show up and do the podcast today with you. Yeah, it's with, true. With it's the... the weird thing about me is that I actually got a FedEx. Oh. Uh, in front of my in front of my apartment with like pieces that, of paper yeah i just got i have all of these pieces of paper and the very top one just said read these on the cast you'll know what to do signed n and n well mine was signed from santa claus really mine just says nin like, <laughs> yeah. nin you know i bet this is from the m m company they just misspelled it <laughs> It's, yeah, it's actually our new sponsor, M&M's. Yeah. I could only assume that like taking a month off means you get sponsored by M&M's. So I think that that totally makes total sense. But in this, gosh, it looks like a whole bunch of different questions. Well, yeah, mine are like letters. Yeah, they're all put together. They're addressed to the podcast. I mean, they did. we might as well read some of these on the air. I didn't really know we had this many fans. I, I have so many here. This is more than tens of listeners. Wow, this is fantastic. Well, thanks to everyone who wrote in all of well, these little stuff. I was going to give a primer on um, on on how to play Tron, but I guess we could do this instead. Yeah, I think you know, I think the Tron deep dive can be saved for later. I mean, that's it's always going to be relevant. So I think be on our Patreon. Yeah, right. We'll put that on our non-existent Patreon. That's you gonna you be have really enough. You have enough time to do the five hours after that. It will take right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a five-part. I mean, really, now I don't want to say mini series of five yeah. hours. Yeah, five parts of five hours. Yeah. What we'll call it is we'll call it the Tron event. And then, then and wait, we'll wouldn't that be seven events? Ah, dang it, you're right. All of them colorless. Seven, seven parts of seven hours. Yeah, no, that's what we're gonna do. It's gonna be fine. Seven parts of seven hours. But in the meantime, what we're going to do 
is we're going to have ourselves a little uh, read-through of, uh, you know what? I'm going to call this section Letters to Fam. That's what this hole is. This, this we, we got a whole <laughs> bunch of different letters. That's what this hole in the podcast is going to be. We're going to fill it with Letters to Fam. Caroline, it's why don't you start it right off? Here. Start it off real quick. What is the first letter that we have, and who is it from? Um. Okay. So this uh this says dear fam brackets Brasky and Caroline oddly specific actually if you think about it yeah, um it, actually it sounds like it's just for you it says Brasky you talk about your love of commander if you could only play one commander deck for the rest of time and space what would it be and why is it Omnath not the world's biggest Omnath fan Nick. Interesting. Well, thank you, hmm. uh, Nick, for writing in that very question. Specific question. <laughs> yeah, very specific question. I'd like to thank Nick for writing that in there. You know, oddly enough, I've never played an Omnac deck in Commander. Uh, so, uh, Nick, I hate to break it to you, but uh, there's there's a different deck that I would probably play. It would probably be boy, that's tough. I would split it between either the first deck I ever got and upgraded that I still have today, which is Gavi Nest Warden super cycling deck it actually is super powerful and has held its own at some very high powered tables uh for under 250 bucks or i think the one that i actually would play the most is uh is is my alayla artful provocateur deck which is a mixture of a whole bunch of art enchantments uh it's artifacts and enchantments a lot of them art enchantments yeah it's art enchantments uh because it is like an even split between artifacts and enchantments all of them disrupt the game without being staxy all of them get value in some way, and all of them usually also instigate like the monarch or the rest of the people at the table to make some choices. And, and I'm not. The and one. how many of them get friends for you? Uh, to be honest, you know, it's the friends you lose along the way. That's what commanders about. <laughs> so really. you're saying that according to Nick, if you could pick one commander for the rest of your time in space, it would be one that taxes everybody annoyingly. It, it it provides hurdles for people to move, <laughs> maneuver around. Okay. This, Welcome this, to the politics. This, this is, is the politics part of it. I'm very happy that we randomly had this segment FedEx to us because I'm learning a lot about you. It's true. It's so true. In fact, I now have my uh, the letter, the next letter that we have on this side that's delivered. I mean, weirdly enough, to my address and not yours. They, it appears that they were split right down the middle. <laughs> Crazy. First one, uh, dear. Dear fam, specifically Caroline. Oh, okay. If someone were to play a Tron deck in Modern, which edition of the Tron lands are statistically guaranteed to show up in the right order more often? I really need to know this right now because I'm at an FNM and this SOB of a Death Shadow player needs to go down. Signed, <clears throat> Coco from Long Island. <laughs> Long Island. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if Coco is a big fan of hockey. Possible. <laughs> um, okay. So which Tron lands are statistically more likely to give you them in the correct order? Um, I will tell you that my Tron lands are four uh, Japanese black border i don't i this is embarrassing i'm supposed to know what they are sam will be really mad that i don't know what set they're from they're really nice looking um japanese uh my, uh no not mine sorry towers i also have four uh i, I can describe the arts for you if i absolutely deck was. let's 
see. If it's in this deck box, we'll do it. If not, we'll move on. Damn, it's not this one. <laughs> it's in this deck box, we'll do it. Okay, it's in this one. Okay, so my my towers are uh it's the like color, like I don't know, peach flavored tower. It's Japanese. Ooh, then my okay. power plants are the cute little bug power plant, also Japanese. Um, and then for a small amount of time, I also had four more power plants <laughs> that were a different art. But <laughs> but luckily, <laughs> someone pointed out that Sam gave me eight power plants. So I was told that's not allowed, which, by the way, would statistically increase the probability that you would draw a tower or draw a power plant. I mean, true. I mean, that's just that's just science. That's just math. Yes, but it is against the rules. So instead, I have these uh, mines that actually look like the tower. So, you know, a little bit of a little bit of bonus. You know, is it a tower? Is it a mine? Who will ever know? Um, well, so that that that's my choice, I guess. Yeah, Coco, that that's what you need. Just get all of the different Urza's mines, towers, and power plant that just look like towers. If you can do that and preferably get them in Japanese, then you will statistically be like more more able to assemble Tron quicker than anybody else. Especially is... quicker than the SOB Death Shadow player that you're currently playing against. Exactly. They, they will right. very unlikely be able to assemble Tron. Yeah. Please uh, write <laughs> back to us uh, at this podcast and let us know how that match went. Uh, because, you know, it's just all important. We need to know for science, for everyone else who's going to be that Tron player who's going to listen into that seminar. What, what's, um, what, how can they contact us? Uh, well, they can contact us in, in many different ways. Of course, they can find us uh, on the Twitters, indeed, at uh, fam underscore podcast. That's the best way to get a hold of us and let us know. Uh, oh, that was a really can... helpful answer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a great segue, great promotion of the I brand. was thinking of like our, our email address. What, what was that? What was that email address again? Oh, the email address? Oh, geez. Yeah. I don't I don't recall what our email address was. I think I think do you have it written down in front of you real quick? Uh yeah, it was something like uh fake write in segment at gmail.com. Correct. That's what it is. <laughs> fake write in segment at gmail.com. Except like the there's an under there's an umlaut and an underscore underneath uh, every single one of those. <laughs> under each under each character. <laughs> yes. Under every single one. Wow, that sounds really difficult to type in. Which brings us to our next uh, letter to the show. Caroline, what's the next letter to the show that we have? Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I got one here. I, I actually uh, screened some of these out. So, you know, there's there's actually some really inappropriate ones. Yeah. yeah that's so true. I, I kept. Fam, fam is a. You know, I actually a laminated a bunch of these too, just because they look like <laughs> such great questions. A PG 13 podcast. I, I, I got rid of some, but I got this one here. It says, Sup, fam. Um, I'm ready. And then there's a bunch of dots. <laughs> I'm ready to know what Brasky's favorite pizza topping is. Peas answer. Totally not Nick. <laughs> like that. I appreciate that question, Nick. And to be honest with not you, Nick. I, Oh, not Nick. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, you so know, K N O T is first. Name. Oh, that's right. Nick yeah. with knots. You know, Nick, as much as I love garlic knots on pizza, uh, the, the thing that I have to <laughs> say, Caroline, I know. Yeah. Garlic knots on pizza. We're getting crazy with it. Right. Here's the thing. My favorite thing on pizza, I'm actually pretty boring. Uh, give me just some good old pepperoni. Just like, pepperoni? Why mess with a good thing? All right. If I'm going to put toppings like a, if I'm going to put a batch of toppings, he asked for a single, a single yeah, topping. Just one topping. Yeah. Okay. If I'm putting a batch of toppings on there, it's going to be pepperonis, mushrooms, and green peppers. 
All right. Oh, wait, the... this is totally not Nicole. Sorry. <laughs> and and to be clear, it's going to be New York style, which I hope is fictional New York style. It's going to be New York style. Wow. And... It's like you knew what the next part says. It says, what is your favorite, like, variety of pizza type? Oh, pizza? easily New York style and not that <laughs> abomination of a casserole that is called Chicago style deep dish. <laughs> Uh, I think my favorite type of pizza is actually Detroit style pizza. You know what? I'll allow it. Uh, and also the underrepresented Kansas City style. No, un- underheard of. Well, underrepresented, underheard of, along with St. Louis. There's not many people <laughs> who eat St. Louis style pizza, and it's actually pretty darn delicious. I think you're just making stuff up now. No, I mean, sure, I could just be naming cities in the style of pizza, but no. I mean, listen, we've all had, you know, Vancouver style pizza. No, we it's haven't. A- it doesn't exist. Yes, it does. It's just a frozen pizza that hasn't been cooked. <laughs> yeah, it's just out, out in the negative 40 weather out here. Yeah, it's just still out there. That's all it is. But the, what I have is I have another letter on my side. Which oh, that's is, lucky. Yeah, it's fantastic. So let's read here. Uh, dear fam, friends and magic, are there any awesome moose obsessed co-hosts out there that would like to give their top survival tips for going to in-person magic events. Signed, Nicky Mouse from Disney World, PA. That that is what they provided there. So from Nicky from Nicky Mouse, Caroline, I think you'd be more versed at this one. What are your top survival tips? It's really lucky that there's a moose obsessed. I know on this podcast. Thank God, it's like they listen to this cast. Yeah, well, it must be one of our tens of listeners. That's exciting. Okay, what is the actual question? The actual question, what are your top survival tips or things to know for in-person magic events? Like if you're going to go, like if you went to Vegas, if you're going to go to these things, is there like something to think about when you're booking hotels? Is there something to do? Like always organize these things when you have a group of friends, like where you're going to go eat food. Is there something you do during the event itself? What are your survival tips for going to magic events? Okay, so off the bat, the thing that I think about when I'm going to like a, we'll say like a like a larger paper event, not your local FNM, is what you're gonna be carrying around, carrying around with you all day. So one of the things I do that drives people, especially Sam, wild is sometimes when I'm packing my bags, I'll pack a backpack. <laughs> so when I'm like traveling on the plane, I'll have like the big backpack that fits everything, so you don't have to pay for extra luggage. But then in like a small suitcase or whatever, I'll have a small bag, either be like a backpack or a shoulder bag or whatever. And that bag usually fits exactly like a deck box, um, a play mat, a pen, a notebook, maybe some trail mix. That's maybe it's another good survival trip and a water bottle. And that's it. So that's something I've definitely done in the past where I've packed a bag inside of a bag and it drives Sam crazy. Um, I think the thing that is thought about the least is like what, you'll need when you're at the venue, but also you don't want all this extra stuff because nine hours walking around with a bag gives me a pretty big uh, backache. So um, I always plan that out ahead of time. The other thing that I like to plan out is how long it takes me to get to the venue. So if we're staying at a hotel, is it like a walk down the street or is it an Uber ride? Because I don't like being late to things. So I, I always tend to look up ahead of time how hard it is to get where you're going um the other one the big one for me that i'm bad at so i'm giving you advice that i actually don't follow myself is trying to plan out 
what food or what substance you're going to eat, sustenance <laughs> that you're going to eat throughout the day. Um, I mentioned trail mix earlier. In theory, that sounds like so smart. And those people that can pull off having trail mix in their bag, like, yay, bully for you. But I <laughs> cannot, like, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is about magic and eating. I tend to to skip that part. But I recommend trying to figure out, like, is there like a quick restaurant nearby? Is there a friend that can, you can go and send get Chick-fil-A from or something like, or Jimmy John's or something? I don't know, whatever. Um, you know, just what, what is your plan for that? Cause what, one of the things you asked me about is like, Oh, what do you do when you're trying to make like a meal with a bunch of friends? It's literally like the worst part about a Grand Prix or like a large magic event is um, trying to get 10 people into a, a restaurant together. Um, so, so at least trying to find a way to eat during the day so that when it is 8 PM and you have like 15 people and they all have 15 different places that they want to go to, but they all want to eat together. Um, you won't be hangry. That's my main recommendation is so that you're not hangry and whether trail mix gets you there or sending someone off to Jimmy John's gets you there, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of my recommendation. That might be one of the most complete answers of this entire like Q and A. Yeah, it's like actual. Like that is fantastic. <laughs> like every part about that, I was like, great. I'm like taking notes. I'm like, wait, slow down, slow down. Wait, no, this is a podcast. I can slow it down later. <laughs> like that was the key thing there. That's a fantastic answer, and that's good for me to know because I'm hoping to actually go to a magic event at some point here oh in God. the near future. Oh my God. Especially since I finally got a modern deck for the first time ever. Wait, but what oh, was my question? The only thing modern about this. Wait, there was a question that you had about modern. Don't worry about it. Just keep going. <laughs> well, it's your turn. You get to answer. You Good. get to reorder. Okay. okay, so fantastic. A totally unrelated. Great transition. Hold on. Um, let's go through these pieces of paper real quick. Oh, there it is. I, I, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't couldn't find it on your file of paper. Um, oh, I actually dropped it. Okay, I found it. It says, "Dear fam, but only Brasky, um, not anyone else that." has modern experience just brasky it says i am starting modern for the first time and while my favorite archetype goblins is great what would you recommend it what would you recommend <laughs> if you just started playing modern for the very first time nicole i love goblins callahan mm, interesting thank you nicole i could only assume that uh, your nickname of i love goblins callahan means that you are uh, probably a wee last, maybe about fourth, fifth grade, just getting into the modern uh, tournament yourself. Just has like uh, textbooks that just have I heart goblins all yeah, drawn right. all over. It's, it's with the paper, like the paper bags. <laughs> yeah, like the the, um, the mailing paper. What do they call that? Like, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. it's like that. Or we like the we highly paper. dated ourselves, by the way. I guarantee yeah. you, no one does that anymore. Except like books. even when she has like goblins, the S is that cool S that everyone drew on. Oh, I was thinking it was backwards S. S. Ooh, yeah, okay. I'm with that. Yeah. That's fine. Also, I drew a forwards S when I said that. Yeah, weirdly enough, also, they have a backwards O. Like, <laughs> like that's just weird to me, right? Uh, I would say, I would say if you're going to get into modern, uh, the first thing to understand from a new player's perspective, because I also just got into modern, is... is oh, you look, just got into modern? I did. Oh, what, a, what a great lead. I totally didn't bury that lead. Yeah, no, not at all. The, Back that you gave that away, Tim. <laughs> no, I did. I, I I realized that uh the vast majority of my playgroup and commander does not care whether or not you proxy as long as the proxies are decent. 
and I looked at a lot of the cards I wasn't playing, and I like here was a bunch of commander cards that I wasn't going to make use of anytime soon. So I traded in a bunch of my commander collection and actually invested into modern a little oh bit. Oh my goodness! There's a lot of a modern it's events like, in my local area. It's literally me. Like you're describing my like journey in Magic. I'm not even joking. <laughs> like I was a huge commander player, then I sold all my commander cards and bought into modern. There we go. And that's kind of what I did. So I did the, I did the, like the staples thing. So what did I do? I bought play sets of fetch lands and I bought, you know, Oh, I side... thought you went to staples and printed out a bunch of cards. Yeah. Uh, but I did, I proxied up. What I did is I actually proxied up a bunch of different modern decks and tried out a few, just like goldfished with them to see like what in the very just general mechanics of a deck do I enjoy doing? And I, and then I, you know, watched a couple of, like modern streams or YouTube vids from certain like streamers and players that are very modern focused. But in the end, I just found a play style that I like to play, which probably matches with my, my commander style as well. And that was reanimator. And so I ended up kind of looking around and found some that there, you know, ephemerate reanimator was actually kind of a thing in modern. It wasn't like top, top tier, like hammer time, but it's still something that had some legs to it. And so that's what I have. I have an Esper reanimator deck, but I also have the ability to make it five color if I wanted to add Yorion and, and add some red to it and do 80 cards and that kind of stuff. So what all I did was goldfish with a bunch of proxied modern decks, find the one that really stood out to me that I want to play, and then said, yeah, that's the one I'm going to invest my time in because at the very least, reanimator seems like an archetype that will always exist regardless of whatever modern horizons masters set comes out and changes up the meta all the time like i'm okay i guess that would be the other thing i'm okay with a deck that's not top tier in modern i would much rather spend my time learning a deck that i really really enjoy playing as opposed to trying to have whatever is the top tier tier one deck right there i think that's what i've learned by getting into modern and that's what i've enjoyed about it if i was to make a second or third modern deck or invest into that it would easily be either belcher or tron Oh, oh yes. Oh, do tell. <laughs> because I do have a Coslick the Great Distortion deck in Commander that I no longer play because, let's face it, no one else really likes playing against Eldrazi. And so I'm probably going to decommission that Commander deck and probably build myself a little mono green Tron action. Cute. And that's Love what it. I like. I, and it actually feels really cool to have different ways to engage with the game that aren't magic arena and that aren't commander like jumping into modern a little bit is pretty pretty interesting pretty fun but i do think it's like i've been it's it feels like it's a natural step of a magic player it's like i learned Dude, this aspect totally. of magic and then this aspect and then this aspect i'm now at the point where it's like cool let me dig into modern now so first question what's your moto handle second question <laughs> Folks can find me on <laughs> folks can find me on Moto at the exact place that they can find me on Twitter and any other place, and that is just at Rasky eleven forty two. Do you actually have a Moto account? I do. Oh, I definitely thought you didn't. Because they have a a new to new to Moto modern gauntlet, and they I also, think that's that's also kind of what spurred me into it was doing that. Oh, did you also see that they had um you got a free cube token? Yeah, to the vintage cube. Yeah. Isn't I'm that very cool? Excited. I'm very excited about that. I'm still trying yet. to learn. Like, I've definitely, like, I got too cocky with the interface a couple of times, feeling like, yeah, yield all the way through this. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. no, wait, I have a response. <laughs> there's so many times that I've just, probably like, breezed... when you skip your first turn. <laughs> yeah, there's so many times where I've just breezed through some triggers. I'm like, 
like I thought I put these stops in and I did, but I said yield to dad. Uh, that's what yield means. Ah, crap. <laughs> so, okay. So going back to this um, very awesome person's question, what would you recommend if you just had to recommend a deck right now for goblin fan, Nicole? I would say I would say I would recommend a deck that you that is a style that you like that you think is going to have some longevity uh in 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 the world of of modern. So I would say if you're aggressive, get yourself a burn deck. If you like control Go- Goblins is a legit deck, by the way. <laughs> Goblins is legit. If you like control, there ain't nothing wrong, and I don't think there will ever be a time where blue white control won't have some legs to it. And then at the end of the day, if you just want to play, Mr. Tulsa's not here. You don't have to like. I know, but Sean would appreciate it if I mentioned that. But at the end of the day, if you also just like playing big stuff, go Tron. And also, weirdly enough, stuff Tron is actually one of the cheaper decks to buy into right now in modern. Yeah, modern is basically two camps. It's cards that are like decks that have Modern Horizon only cards. Or decks that don't. <laughs> and the decks that don't are actually quite cheap, but unfortunately not as I'll even take it a step in the further. Meta. I'll even take it a step further. I want that was part of my reasoning of like what modern deck am I gonna play? I'm gonna play something that doesn't have Ragavan. Simply because I didn't want to spend four hundred dollars on four cards in my modern deck. That was all it was. Oh, was like, just just do what I do. What's that? I asked Sandor to them. Hmm. <laughs> Great, so he won't mind if I reach out to him ah, and say, great, perfect. Totally, yeah. Love every part of that. All right, yeah, so. I assume. Uh, I, well, I, I, I guess. Let, let us uh, know if you guys ask Sam Gordon. I guess, I Nicole, that's the other thing to learn from this, is uh, to reach out to Sam Party if you ever yeah. need modern cards. Now I get all my modern cards. <laughs> then you're totally fine, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. Thank you for writing in, Nicole. That That's really great. I have, uh, oh, look at this. Uh, I have another spot right here. Oh. Okay. Wow, this this bit is going on long. Great, us. This I mean, is them. this is a this is a letter from. Looks like it says Nika of the old country. Um, so Nika from the old country <laughs> said, "Dear fam, friends, and magic, let's talk about cookies. Specifically, the greatest cookie of them all, chocolate chip, is the best type of chocolate chip cookie. The ones that are slightly underbaked and gooey, oh. or slightly overbaked and crisp." Signed Nika from the old country. <laughs> I wow. like that, that Nika only has an accent. <laughs> the very last. I slowly realized that at the end, like the way this person wrote the letter, was probably should have been a little bit of Eastern European. Just being like, let's talk about cookies, specifically greatest it's, cookie of them all, chocolate it's, chip. It's quite unfortunate that you didn't write the letter. Otherwise, I you know. would have known that bit. <laughs> I would have known that right off the top. But point being, Caroline, let's get to the to, to the meat of this cookie, the crux of this issue. There, Okay, hold on. I'm not eating a cookie that has meat in it. In it. Okay, so right away, no beef jerky cookies. All right, so we're not eating meat cookies around here. Yeah. But we already no, eat chocolate chip No spam chip cheesecake. No. Nope. No spam cheesecake or any of that good stuff. The question mm-hmm. is, chocolate chip cookies, better if they're slightly underbaked and gooey, or slightly overbaked and crisp. Uh, okay, so first of all, there's not really a better. Um, there's only the right answer and the wrong answer. So <laughs> the right answer is uh, underbaked and, and chewy and delicious. And the wrong answer is anything else. Um, I feel quite passionate about this. However, every year, my family bakes Christmas cookies together. We always make like dozens and dozens. We put them into these like 
tins that we've my mom has collected for work for like the last 20 years are all bent and never closed properly and so loud when you go to open them and it's like 1 a.m and you're trying to steal a cookie and it just like like just wakes up the whole house anyway so those tins um so we bake dozens and dozens of cookies and every year my dad uses this recipe that he got in an intranet <laughs> email chain in the like early 90s it was like one of those original like forward this on to 10 people <laughs> kind oh, of email wow. things and it's this this really old outdated cookie recipe and chocolate chip and he makes it every year he makes like hundreds and hundreds of these cookies and he always makes them like they're actual hockey pucks and he freaking loves them and i whenever i'm in charge I always start under baking them, but then he'll come in the kitchen and be like, oh crap, I forgot you were baking them. And then go and put them back in the oven <laughs> and make them hockey pucks. So I personally don't think that a cookie should require chipping a tooth, but that's just me. You know, I understand the people who think that your cookie should bite back a little bit, but I'm with you. I'm on the underbaked and gooey side. I actually think there is a strict scientific correlation between People who have, you know, taste and like, you know, slightly underbaked cookies and New York style pizza and those who like crisp, hard cookies. Like Tate's? And, and, yeah. And Chicago Not a sponsor. style pizza. Yeah. You know, that's 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 the issue that I have with that. Chicago style pizza also not a, a sponsor. Yeah. Not. No, they would hate us at this point, which is odd. You know, which the fact that a whole city uh, does not like us. But a yeah, whole city's, city's style of pizza. Yeah. But like, St. Louis pizza, I guess, loves you guys. Barely they do. Like we make some culinary enemies, but we also have some friends, perhaps some sponsors here uh, around here. So that's a whole nother podcast of culinary friends and magic uh, along with what is do we make a side podcast that's just enemies and magic? Oh. Like just 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 people that we constantly butt heads. You no, know, it's like it's like private Twitter. Only certain people get it. <laughs> it's true. It's right. Yeah. yeah. If you don't right. know about it. That's yeah. Yeah. Like if I follow you back, like, OK, yeah. then, yeah. You only subscribe if we'll subscribe to you back. That's yeah. enemies and magic on that one. Okay. Makes total sense. Hey, what um, else we was, got on the list of letters? We well, got? I was going through this stuff and I found another letter. Do you want me to read it? Mm-hmm. There was also this really weird drawing, but I can't really describe it. But don't worry about it. Anyway, dearest fam co-hosts, um, I'm at the grocery store right now and I need advice. What is the best snack to eat while hosting a party for a large blob-shaped elemental? asking for a friend thanks nick but with a mustache <laughs> so the best food the best snacks snack. for yeah the best snack for a blob shaped elemental well no for it's just a snack for you while you're hosting the party oh so like it, 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 uh, the elemental doesn't have to like it you know sure just sure, like sure. if you're running around you, you want to have a snack for yourself well you know when i think of elementals i think of colorful uh, I, I think of very bright colors, you know, yeah, some okay. blues, some. I was thinking of yogurt, oranges. <laughs> Yogurt's fine. I think jelly beans uh, Ooh, probably stick out to me. Very one. bright colored jelly beans are over there. Um, if not that, then just like a really good, well formed Jello mold. Like that's, that's oh no, I think that would be offensive. I think blob shaped elementals might get up and leave. Oh, that's true. That's true. Like, they might consider. Like, think it, like, about it. If I came over. If I came over to your house and you were just sitting there with a gingerbread um, cookie that looked exactly like me and then started eating it, I'd be kind of like, what the frick? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a very yeah. good point. I think you really need to stay clear of the jello molds. Yeah, it's true. Okay, th today I learned that elementals view jello like I view deep dish Chicago style pizza. <laughs>
Oh, you could you could serve them deep dish Chicago style. Pizza. Yeah, they'd be totally fine with that. Like mm-hmm. they'd probably enjoy it. You know. Yeah, they'd be wrong. Yeah, they'd be wrong. But you know, that's I'm not been wrong about a lot of things. Like, you got any more over there? How they shave a minute? I do have. Uh, I do. Let's check here. Yes, I do. Okay, so this one says, "Dear fam, friends, and magic." What is the Magic the Gathering version of Caroline eating Kit Kats sideways? Like something that's a faux pas, but not (laughs) inherently evil or wrong. Signed, Nickelodeon from the Philippines. Okay, so I I need to double check how I do this normally before I answer this question. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So I'm pretty sure. Okay, let's see. Hands in play. I'm tapped to make mana. Okay, so when I tap my lands, I normally tap them to the right which I believe is the majority of ways that people tap mana. So I would say that the Kit Kat style of eating, of magic, whatever the question was, would be to tap your lands to the left. So it's not necessarily wrong. It's just wrong. I'm going to take this one one farther because I I am someone, so maybe I'm, I'm on the only spot on this. If I'm tapping my lands for mana, I tap them to the right. Right. I turn them right, clockwise. Right. If yeah. I'm attacking, I tap left. Oh, what? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yeah, counterclockwise if I'm attacking. Otherwise, if I'm tapping it for some other reason, like tap this to do... If I'm activating it, I tap to the right. If I'm attacking, I tap it to the left. You know why? Because most things, most like artwork, is facing to the right. So if you tap it to the right, the face is actually going forward towards your opponent it is it is that way with archon of cruelty it is that way with grief It is that way with any other thing you can think of so i'm going to tap to the left so the face of the card is actually attacking my opponent but if i'm tapping it to activate it for some reason then i tap it clockwise i tap it to the right Oh, nice. This letter is just a resume of interviewing new co-hosts for my podcast well i'm gonna need this one (laughs) How, what, are, are all their names different versions beginning with N? No, it just says definitely not Brasky. <laughs> I don't understand how you could get that flabbergasted at me when you have eaten Kit Kat sideways in front of people. Yeah, but it's been glorious and lovely. In public, right? In public. I, I, I've continued the bit so far that I've purchased a Kit Kat themed gingerbread house that I will be building on stream tomorrow, which will be before this comes out. Um, and eating it in a totally normal way. I'm pretty excited. I understand. Well, apparently, this is what I need everyone else that's listening into this podcast to know. I want to know, do you tap your lands and your creatures the same way? Yes, because everyone's not crazy like you. Okay, no. Some say crazy, (laughs) I say particular. I'm particular. (laughs) Particularly crazy. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, yeah, well, I'm not even <laughs> finishing that sentence. Pretty I'm not even finishing awesome. that sentence. Let me see if I have any other letters that are sitting here right now. Oh, I got one more. I got one more. Oh, do you, you have do? one more on your side? Yeah, I, I got one more on my side. Well, well, mine. This last one I thought was a letter is actually just just someone's taxes. Oh, really? Yeah, it just like just says please pay these with a post-it note in front of them. Oh wow, that's a, yeah. Wow, do you you're just... do you have the the fam friends and magic bank account number? Uh, yeah, no, it's right here. Uh, Can you just read it? No one's listening. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's totally fine. Uh, so the bank account number is... Uh, just writing it down. One second. 232-280-4242. Okay. 
ZNR. Okay. Uh, Wait, Zendikar. EN. Yeah, no, that might actually be the card number out of 280 that Omnath Locus of Creation is. That was. I really hope that's actually the card number. There you go. That's a deep cut for everybody on that one. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's a that's a pretty solid uh, one. Yeah, I no, guess I, that, I'm out. I'm out. I got nothing. I got Let's... one last one. I got okay. one last one from Nicolina. Nicolina, you know where. Uh, it says, Dear fam, seeing as Long Island is the greatest island of all the islands that has ever existed, if there was a land called Long Island, what would its special ability be, or is it just a silver-bordered, twice-as-long version of a basic land? So you would just see it in your deck. It would just be like a normal deck, and then like all of these like. And you just have all of the, you just have all of these super long cards in it. Like there's that, or would Long Island be some other like? Does it take a while to untap, but do something awesome? Does it so, does it actually do something else? Like what would Long Island be as a magic okay. card? So I'm pretty sure what Long Island does is it comes into play tapped. Yeah. Um, and then when you go to tap it, you have to pay. I'm trying to think of the Long Island hockey team colors, and I'm not. Islanders? Uh, you have to pay blue. You have to pay yellow? blue, white, and orange. Blue, white, and orange. Thank you. Blue, white, and we'll say yellow just for this sure. this joke. Um, and someone comes up and uh, gives you a Long Island iced tea. Oh, wow. Like, not, not in the game. Just a bartender. You, just... Yeah, you would never actually get through a competitive match. Like, nope. you would pass out at some point, I think. Mine, I think the Long Island is probably just like it comes into the battlefield tapped unless you can slide it across the play space table and your opponent can't block it like a hockey puck. Like if you actually get it across it into their lap, like, then uh, it comes back onto the battlefield untapped. Like um, as a kid, did you ever play like knuckle football or whatever? Yeah, like yeah, like paper, yeah, yeah. paper football. It's that. <laughs> you just slide it. You just have to flick it across. You gotta, yeah, you got to <laughs> flick it across the table. And if your opponent... <laughs> Like can't block it, and it like go, it falls into their lap. Then it comes into battlefield untapped, and taps for three colors of mana like a triumph. And I assume those colors are blue, white, and orange. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it taps for mythical orange mana. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Well, mythics are orange, so see there you go. So you can add one mana of any color as long as you use it that to mana cast to a cast mythic. a mythic. Yeah, see Boom. there you go. Orange wow. mana, orange mana. Wow, call us wizards. <laughs> We've just made orange mana. It we is just, also 42 minutes into this podcast. We just and, made up a whole podcast and Orange Man. I mean, we got this letter from FedEx. Yeah, we got all of these things. This is fantastic. Boy, I think that this was the best way to jump back into the podcast before the new year. Who knows? You might see us again before we hit uh, the New Year's. Before but the I, next, I, next 2020? Yes, before 2022. Yes, uh, exactly, exactly. Or 2023. <laughs> Precisely. Every part about it. Well, you know, Caroline, call me crazy, but I think we can call that a podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure actually you can call anything a podcast. I once heard of a podcast making an episode where it was literally the intro followed by the the closing sound. Mm-hmm. And they, they called that an episode. So Wow. Perhaps that'll be our like bonus podcast on April Fool's. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. What, other, what else do I like? I like knowing where people can find you on the interwebs doing your awesome things. Where can oh. that be? Crap, I don't even have the show notes open. Um, you can find me. This was a very professional episode. So I don't, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini. 
You can find me on twitch.tv slash the Mighty Linguini. You can find me competing in the VML playoffs starting January 2nd. Um, I believe first coverage of playoffs will be January 7th at twitch.tv slash VML MTG newly partnered Twitch stream. Ooh, burr, every, burr, burr. every Friday at 6.30 Pacific. Nope. Yeah, 6 p.m. Pacific. It's a very specific Pacific time, but that's Pacific be Pacific. Yeah. Fantastic. Of course, if you want to find me, you can always find me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142. If you want to find some other individuals that occasionally record with us as our other code hosts who definitely didn't write in any of those letters to us. They uh, definitely did not. No, not at all. <laughs> not you can at all. Find, you can find some of them like Nicole Callahan on Twitter at Lady of the Crease. And you can find uh, you can find Nick Price at Inextrad. MTG. And of course, if you want to learn more about us and whenever we have new casts that are coming out, follow us on Twitter at fam underscore podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, leave us some sort of reviews. We would love to see what you think of this podcast as we get back into things before the new year. I, I'm sad that you didn't have any letters from, from Nicolina Cost because I, I found that fake name very funny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have Nicolina Cost. Uh, I had Nika Kiki. <laughs> Uh, there's a few others that I was looking through that were just very I like Eastern Nick, European. But with a mustache was my favorite. Nick, but 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 a mustache was definitely up there. Knickerbocker was another one I had oh, as well as didn't have that one. Pickle Nick and uh, <laughs> Nicholas Sparks, I think, was another one that I had. Oh, uh, Nicholas Sparks would have been good. What what was his what was his letter? Uh, his letter was specifically asking a, a name and Urza's noun card that doesn't exist. Like you know, there's Urza's mind and Urza's oh. PowerPoint. Come up with your own Urza's card. convenience store. <laughs> Let me look it up in Gatherer. Shit, it already exists. Like, <laughs> dang it. But that that's going to do it in terms of that. If you want to write, if you want to tweet at us about what you think is a good Urza's card and what it does, let us or know. Or if, if you want to write us actual mailing questions. Yes, you could. You could write us actual mailing questions. Where are you mailing them to? Find out by following us on Twitter and maybe there'll be a P.O. box there someday. <laughs> That's what we'll do. But in the meantime, we're flying off the rails right now before we fly into the new year. We were might... on the rails? Yeah. No, we. I mean, we were pretty solidly where we needed to be, but mm, we're going to be flying. Glad I took us off the rails. We're going to be flying a whole lot of different places, but we're certainly going to be flying into the new year very soon. But when we do that, we're going to be doing it by playing the games that we love and doing it with the folks that we care about. So we say cheers to all of you. Happy holidays. Happy new year. And have a wonderful time playing your own version of Friends and Magic. See you later. Bye.